and this is your Kodo Adventure with Ant and Luke. Pew. Is that sauce? Bro. Are you going to open that for the intro? Yeah. Welcome back to the Call to Adventure podcast with your main man Ant and Luke. And today with another mini, not mini adventure, just mini. <laughs> <laughs> just just mini. Uh, we've had some, some feedback. A little bit of feedback. Of that they couldn't find oh, it. If you're confused with these internal pods, us rebranding it to another name. Just let us know. Well, we're not rebranding the pod name. It's nah. just like we're having separate episodes and, and one are called minis yeah. and the others are just a normal episode. So, <laughs> it, But they're not mini adventures. They're majors. They're, they're big ones. They're the majors. We're the minis. Yeah. Yeah. No, but ours feel like there's like major, major stuff there's that we talk about. There's a bit of behind ours. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just going to start it off, right? Just... I caught my first fish with a spear gun last night. Dude. I'm so fucking happy, bro. I'm so fucking happy. I did it. I did it. I got it. I fucking killed the cat. He's dead. <laughs> oi, wait, oi. Be, oi, be straight up. Which, was it the fish that you showed on your story? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the flathead. Yeah. yeah. Wait, the fish that you showed on your story? Yeah, I killed him with the spear gun. That was a flathead? It was a flathead, yeah. In your story, it looked like a... F- it looked like um, what are those uh, fish? The Garfish. Like, yeah. No, nah, it was a, it was a flathead. Okay. It was definitely a flathead. Yeah. So I went went spear fishing last night. Shout out Tom Clark once again in almost every single episode. <laughs> anyway, went out spear fishing. Uh, it was a freezing night in Melbourne, mind you. Actually, on the way, I had to pick up a knife. So I picked up a knife on the way. Went to Complete Angler, and I was talking to the guy. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you got a knife. I've been recommended this one. He's like, yeah, this one's better. So I pick up this knife, pick up some other stuff. Tom asked me. Torch? Like, uh, no. I, I want to buy the, the big lumen torch. And, like and 2000? Adreno didn't have... I don't know how many fucking... Like, as many lumens as the moon. Hopefully, I think. yeah. Hopefully. Is it how many lumens in the moon? Yeah. It, no, how many? Yeah, moon lumens. <laughs> Separate <laughs> lumens. Okay, cool. Anyway. And then the guy's like, wait, are you, are you spearing tonight? I'm like... Yeah, bro. <laughs> He's like, you're fucking nuts. Well, it would have been like 10 degrees. Well, during the day and the morning was fucking yeah, cold. It was, like, it was fresh, but it was like one of the nicer days yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, so we go down. We go down to the ocean. We check everything out. There's a few people fishing. One guy catches this big squid, and that's the main reason Tom wanted to go out as well. He wanted to get, get a squid. Anyway, so we're like, let things settle, and then we like get into the water. The water would have been maybe like 10, 11 degrees. What was your thickness on the, on the suit? I've got... Five mil. Okay. Tom's got seven mil. But yep. five mil was... Fr- Honestly, man, I was like fine in the water. Mm. Like after a couple of hours, I started getting cold. But that's like a couple of hours emerged in cold water. Yeah. So you got to spend like good money though. And how was the conditions? Smooth, choppy? It was a big swell. Okay. It was like we were hoping for... Like the visibility looked incredible when we dived in. And it, and it was pretty good considering. Um, but then like as we were in, like there was a big swell at the foreshore and the current was sort of taking us out. So it wasn't pristine conditions. Mm. Anyway, we're like, you know, doing the usual. We've got the torch in the dark. Da, 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 da. And then, of course, Tom's got this fucking 7,000 lumen torch that can almost see the entire sea. Moon lumen. Moon, yeah, I reckon it's got moon lumens in it. <laughs> and, and he's like, Luke, Luke, come over here. So I like swim over to him. Anyway, he like duck dives straight in front of a squid, shoots it, right? Gets the squid. Fucking 
awesome. And then he's like, there's another one. So like, there's me. Like, so I duck dive. I like get there steady looking at it. Just trying to, just trying to hold my breath. Shoot, miss. I'm like, fuck. So frustrating. So I like reload the gun and then we're trying to like maintain it. And then I fucking, I lost it. Are they quick? They can be, yeah. They yeah, can okay. be. But this one, like, wasn't too startled. Were they, the, when, describe, like, the movement when you're, when it's in your sight. Is it just floating? Or was it sort of just, like, moving? Yeah, just, yeah. F- f- like, for anyone, it's like, uh, I guess it's hard to explain. Jellyfish, like, is a bobbling. Yeah, similar to a jellyfish sort of style. Anyway, so I'm like, fuck. And then I, like, reload the gun. And then we're swimming around. And then Tom sees a flathead. So I'm like, fuck. Okay, sick. So anyway, he's like, go, go, go. So, like, duck dive again. Anyway, this flathead is under bush and because there's a swell, this bush is like going back and forth, so I duck dive. And then the bush is over it for like the whole time I can hold my breath. I'm like, go back up to the surface. And then I go back down, can't find it, come back up. And then I go back down to finally see it, right? Get down, duck dive, get as like close to the bottom as you can, steady, hit it, hit the flathead, right? Probably on the, like the side of the face. Mm. So learnt that with flatheads, you need to... You need to like as soon as you shoot it, you need to like drop your gun and just grab it, right? You get your hands will get cut and whatnot because otherwise it'll just anyway. This flathead just <laughs> like gets off the spear and like takes off, gone. See you mm. later. So two shots now, one I've missed, one I've hit, and I'm like fucking hell. But this is already a pretty active night, mm. right? Considering when we went out, there was like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's like fuck, like pretty frustrated, right? Anyway, so as I'm trying to reload the gun. <laughs> I'm like trying to reload my gun, right? It's not that easy, especially considering I'm a rookie. This is your gun too. This is my gun, yeah. So I'm reloading it and like trying to put the spear in. And then Tom's like, look, look, look. And like there's a big like funny there. And he's like, he's like, just drop the just drop the gun. Just drop the gun. And I'm like, I'm just like trying to load it. And I'm like, oh, I just like hesitated. And he's just like, just drop the fucking gun and we'll get it after. So I drop the gun and he gives me his. Anyway, so I grab his, right? Go down, duck dive, shh, steady, get it. Stays on the spear. Tom like quickly dives down, grabs it, and it's like, got it. I got, I caught the fish. Mm. So fucking excited, bro. Like such a sense of relief. Get my first spear fishing fish. Just such a surreal moment, bro. Like just immersed in nature, immersed in water. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. And then Tom's like, where'd you drop your gun? <laughs> this is like. So this is what I was. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's like, where'd you drop your gun? And I'm like, oh, oh. he's like, fuck, let's look for it. We'll find it. We'll find it. And he's like, we search for like 10 or well, 5, 10, 15 minutes. He's like, you just hear Tom like, fuck. It's like, I don't know why the fuck I told you to chuck that yeah, gun with okay. no float on it, right? Like, because his spear gun has a float yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm just like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, I don't know why I told you to do that. Like, it's just so stupid. Anyway, I lost my gun. Like, <laughs> my gun has been, it's, it's, what's the word when you like, uh, sacrifice to the ocean, right? You sacrifice for more. I, I sacrificed it to the ocean. And then uh, that was sort of like the end of it. Anyway, I was just like, I was just in the best mood. I didn't give a fuck. Mm. I was like, I'll just buy you another one, man. Like, it was my bad. And I'm like, yeah, no stress, whatever. And then, yeah, at the end of it, I was just like floating in the ocean, looking up at the stars, clear sky night, stars in the sky. And I'm like, this is fucking living. Mm. Uh, if you haven't been spearfishing, like my fucking God, if you haven't been diving, get in the, ocean. Get in the fucking get in the ocean, 100%. 100%. And then, uh, yeah, that's just been like a flow-on effect. And, and the connection to lifestyle around the importance of business really showed today because I was in mm. the best fucking mood. Mm. 
And like even having a situation just before about something going wrong with a job, which was out of my control pretty much. It's pretty much out of my control. And I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. Mm. <laughs> it is what it is. And, and that's, that's the importance of living your life outside of business. Do you feel like you can appreciate this epic weather sun out a lot more after being in the, the cold freezing water Mate, it was just fuck, it's just beautiful day today mm. like it was fresh this morning bro and i'm just like big smile on my face you know just living i'm out here living you know oh, fuck that reminds me of the the meme going around it's probably it's a movie and it's uh, matthew mcconaughey and he's like just gotta keep living man <laughs> you don't listen to no rules you just gotta keep living i'm like fucking hell. I'm seeing a lot of great analogies come up in life and off the back of yours, you started with a miss, you got it, it escaped, then you got one and then you lose your gun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's the, that's the chaos of life. Yeah. The unpredictability. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how you handle it. Mm. It's how you perceive what went wrong, what went right. Like, cause it's all the same shit at the end of the day. This mm. is, oh, there's another thing that come up when I say that perceive perspective, how each individual their perspective of time is completely different because mm. you can like be doing the exact same thing and someone's hour flies by or yours takes like fucking ages mm. and then all it is is just a choice in your perspective of life mm. it's not what you see in the world it's what you no it's not what you see in the world isn't true it's no what is it oh my phone's there what you see... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you see in the world is a direct reflection of who you are or something like that. No, oh, something like that. <laughs> we, we Some Alan Watts quote, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, like the... You see the world the way you are? Yeah, we see the world as we are, not yeah, how uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. We, we see, see the, world the world as, as we, we are, are, not how it is. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So... Yeah, what about you? Any uh, exciting stories in the past few days? few days. Uh, it's just been a lot, personally, just a lot of um, epiphanies, realizations, family, oh, yeah. relationships. Uh, I think that just the recurring theme is just like there's a lot happening, feeling a bit overwhelmed, but at the same time just allowing things to just happen and just really embrace it. Going off the back of the whole life is sometimes chaotic, unpredictable, but that's the when when it's like that and when you like accept it you fully embrace it and then you're actually living in in the moment type thing that's i've been learning there's just so much love coming out of you bro (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious there is like there's just a lot more love coming out of you it's nice yeah yeah you're just like so chilled and blase about life now (laughs) man (laughs) no it's been good man it's been good i think um we've been talking about a lot about connection a lot about relationships the caliber of individuals we want to bring in and i feel like that's happening a lot and um yeah like i found someone really cool (laughs) it's just been interesting man it's just been new yeah it's just been really new i've been learning a lot about myself i'll go into it i don't want to go too like i won't speak too much about the relationship itself i'll share more about like what i've been learning but like even the last even the the early stages of like seeing someone immediately the thoughts of like like the thoughts immediately come up of like, this is too good to be true. Is this too good to be true? Is this just like a, a temporary thing? Is, am I going too far? 
too fast? Am I in too deep, too quick? And um, I think the difference is just like allowing myself to see that as purely just thoughts and not attaching myself to them and allowing them to just sort of just like be there and be like, okay, that's cool. But like, let's, let's just keep living and keep experiencing as it is. And that's been really helpful. Whereas I probably would have just felt all this fear and just been like, oh, that's what reality is. That's true. And then I completely deter myself from the beautiful things that are in front of me. Mm. So just little things like that. Like it's, it's not sunshine and rainbows, right? But it's what makes the experience even more beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the words that you're using, man. It's, 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 a, it's, it's so, so nice, man. It's it also at the same time, one of the <laughs> things that challenged me the most is like actually being able to verbalize this stuff, man. This is why women are so good at this, but man. But this is like, this is like we're giddy as right now. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh. This is like another perfect example of why these podcasts are so great because it's just confront, confronting. Yeah. Just say what you got to say. Mm. And I've, I've been able to say this pretty freely to... I like I, I was I caught up with Emma before I was I was able to freely say it to her, but it's such a different format when I'm like talking talking about it with you or like because I, maybe I feel like I'm on a fucking podcast as well why because I don't like it's just I find it like there is a bit of giddiness but it's also like it's so new and I'm also trying to find words to to put on how I'm feeling because it's like it's nice and it's it's Intense at the same time Yeah It's not, yeah. It's just nice bro It is It yeah. is it's, it's nice to see as well Yeah mm. I th- I'm getting it man Like how important relationships are mm. It's a hot topic mm. It's a hot topic If you're I mean it, it, it all works in all of the life basis mm. If one thing's not working Nothing's really working So mm. It's about having that Well rounded Holistic approach and everything And mm. you'll succeed in all areas I'm really digging the the quote recently about where you may not be the problem, but you are the solution mm. at the end of the day. I'm, like right, if, I'm writing that yeah. big time. Like if nothing's being fixed or nothing's happening for you, you may not be the, the problem nor the cause, but you definitely can be the solution. Mm. I'm liking that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been saying that in a different way. <laughs> it's just like, just fucking do something. <laughs> just fucking do it, man. Just fucking do it. Just do something with your life because... Um, it, like it's really easy to create a solution mm. Mm. solutions uh, like even like the act of like creating the solution there's always a solution like there in um by default like because there's a problem automatically therefore there is a solution to that problem whether you can see it or not yeah sometimes it's a bit of an unraveling but i feel like that's the the polar the polar opposite yeah so mm. therefore it, it does exist mm. how's business going for you business is also challenging because there's time pressure and there's also like uh there's like expectation to step up and i think the i think the the collective feel with like nexus like we're doing another like um business container with tom that's calling me forward and then having to commit to to like some some outcomes but then also just like the man i've realized something come up for me is that if i if i'm not placing really clear boundaries in my personal life 
and then that takes away my time and focus on business, I will immediately be bitter and resentful to everything else around me. And that's because like I've got a few more relationship commitments like because my family's here, my parents are here. And I'm finding myself going like, oh, because I'm spending time with them now, it's taken away from other things. And it's only because I'm not maximizing my time in business. And that's also just like sort of revealing to me as well. Like it's not it's not a time thing. It's like if when you're working on the business, just fucking go all in on, on just that. So it's teaching me a lot in that sense. So what's well. the lesson? That I'm the solution. It's n- nothing outside of me is the problem. Although I want it to feel like that, it's not. So how do you not be resentment when you resentment? Oh, how do you not be resentful when you're not working on business? As simple as getting my orders in check. Do what I need to do. Which looks like. Which means like committing to the things that I set. And this is also the thing, like you, we, only, we will fall to the levels of our systems. We fall to the level of our structure. And because my days are a bit more unstructured now, having these like other family commitments, I've sort of let that flow into how I structure my day, which usually I have a clear, clear outline in the morning, evening, and I've sort of fallen a bit out of touch with that, mm. which I know is a very vital part mm. of how my day goes. So it's like getting getting that in check so I'm really clear with what I need to get done on a personal level and then getting it done. Mm. So it's little stuff like that. Mm. Have you been hitting it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the same and this is and this is also another lesson for me. At the same time, you hit it, you get what you need to get done, and then like actually allow yourself to relax and be fully present with the other commitments outside of work. That's something I'm also being challenged with. Because yeah. there's all like there's always another big step. So a lot of learnings. Like everything, every I feel like there's so many big mirrors in in my world at the moment relationship wise like everything's a mirror to me and i'm learning so much mm. one of my i heard this saying what well, was just a reel or a video or whatever it was and the guy was like you will learn more in a relationship than you will with anything else <sighs> i can't argue with that man because the mirror that you receive from your partner is someone that you're like fully devoted to. We're talking romantic partners. Romantic, like your your life partner, your relationship that you're in. You can go and like be a monk and deal mm. with your ego and silence your mind and be at complete peace. But like if you step into a relationship, it's going to bring up everything. Mm. All the insecurities, all the shit that you want to work on. Whereas, like, you don't get that, like, you don't get a reflection when you go do, like, the peaceful stillness stuff. Yeah. You're, like, dealing with someone. And then it's, like, the kids would be the same. It's, like, dealing with this constant mirror. It's, like, step up. Constantly mm. step up. Just constantly step up. Like, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. And it's not even them saying anything. It's just, like, the thought process that you have within yourself, knowing that you can improve. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, fuck, I couldn't agree with it more. With the intimate partner thing, like, even... Like I know, like all these feelings and thoughts that come up, all this like fear and scarcity. I, I know there's like there's this like previous version of myself just seeking the the safety of a of a previous version of myself that that comfort that um, that sense of security. But uh, like being in it now, I'm just starting to realize that 
like all, that's just like all of that is just revealing itself for me and that's like my shit that i have to like work through and like it's very important that you also are like communicating on that as well but it's like that's like that's there to serve you a greater purpose to like work through that and that's i think that's like man like with with the monk thing on the topic of the monk thing i think it's admirable in what they do but i feel like it's such a vital part that maybe someone who pursues that journey misses if they don't also get to experience that mm. that human to human intimate yeah relationship yeah because like, like you said it's like the biggest mirror that you could experience yeah. in life yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know if you feel this or if anyone listening feels this, but there is like a massive shift occurring right now. And it's like all the hard slogs that we've been going through, all the hard work that we've just persisted through over the past six to 12 months, whatever it is. There just feels like there's a peaceful energy about the time to come. Mm. I don't know if you feel this, but like for me, For me, personally, I've like repeated these patterns constantly over the past 12 months. I've like raised awareness on certain things and then like you sort of implement on something and changing it and growing it. And then you're like, yeah, and then that passes and then you go on to the next challenge and the next challenge and the next challenge. And then probably only in the last like three to four months, like I have just fully committed to bettering myself mm. and like stepping in into that discomfort and ever since i've done that and started doing the things that i don't want to do to like a higher degree than i've ever done everything just seems to be like unfolding for me and rewarding me and it's just like there's just i don't know for me personally there's just like this energy in the air that like all the people that have put the hard yards in over the past six or 12 months hmm. are about to receive a fuckload of shit oh yeah like things are because life life ebbs and flows and it mm. just like it just feels like the last even like the last 18 months and then going into covid like it's just been a fucking grind mm. like you get up it's a fucking grind every fucking day and then you go fuck like that that wasn't easy mm. so now it's like time to start seeing the world as the way you choose to see it mm. And then just be like, you know what? Life's fucking beautiful. Like, you know, and then you, you think, oh, I haven't watched the news in fucking like four years. Mm. As soon as I hear it, like, I'm like, that's just so stupid. It just doesn't like that shit just doesn't exist in my reality. And like, I, I just, I feel so much happier being in my own bubble mm. in a way. But yeah, I don't know, man. Just, there's just like this energy out there at the moment where it's like things are just going to be so, so good for a, an extended period of time. Mm. as long as we continue to stretch ourselves and put ourselves in uncomfortable positions on that note i i also just did like a quick mental audit of like our inner circle like the people that we've like been investing a lot of time into and i've i just like realize just like taking a moment to think about where they're at and where they've been going and what they've been like working towards like each of us are getting paid our dues now like we're actually starting to Mm. to see things come to fruition maybe not like fully what we envision for ourselves because we obviously have like such big mm. lofty ambitions but i'm starting to see see things get paid forward reward for effort mm. yeah 
Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And it's cool to t- it's cool to actually, I guess, for want of a better wa- uh, word, audit like people in your circle and yourself because it does like give you a moment to just take take a bit of a record of like yeah like mm. this is paying off mm. like it will pay mm. yeah yeah and <coughs> it's it's still so the journey is still nowhere near done and it will never be done but it's the journey so fresh for us mm. And it's, it's always good to see some reward for effort considering how hard we've been going for the last 24 months. But, it, like, once again, it's only been 24 months. Like, that's nothing in, in the scheme of things. <coughs> and I think uh, sort of on the topic of reward for effort, you see these people that you're inspired by and motivated by that are so far ahead of you <laughs> and it's just like, uh, it just seems so far away. And then, like, that comparison can kill you. So I feel like it is nice to just have a bit of reward mm. for the effort that we've been putting in. Even if it, like, it's the, the minor the minor details, like understanding my offer and understanding my message more and understanding my coaching style that, and allowing myself to be that savage and just be ruthless with mm. clients in the most beautiful way. They're little wins, right? They're not like, oh, I'm making millions of dollars. Like, they're just little wins that have given me a lot of confidence about who i am and what i'm doing moving forward and that's just yeah that's where i'm at Mm. it's all progress at the end of the day Mm. all of it practice makes perfection (laughs) practice makes progress Mm. don't fake it till you make it nah dude dude you've got to buy gucci rings cardio valenciaga belts and you got to flaunt that shit until people think you're rich. Mm. That's the way to live life. If I could give you any advice, listeners, buy Gucci rings, buy Balenciaga, Balenciaga bags or belts or Louis Vuitton belts, buy cowboy skin boots with jeans and then buy a cowboy hat. Don't wear a shirt. Just go out into the public and fake it till you make it. And that is how you will succeed in life. Sponsored by Schweppes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk a bit about relationships <laughs> on your side. How have you been going? What are you talking about, mate? I don't know. Any updates? Any updates? Any updates? Because mm. bear in mind, we've also put a lot of fucking time and work into into us as individuals in in relationships, both. Both uh, professional, intimate, all of it. Mm. So it's worth worth talking about. Yeah. So for me, I found myself in a place of scarcity for an extended period of time. And mm. that was like probably the last six months where I was just constantly looking for the next hookup, constantly looking for the next chick, constantly trying to find something. And then I got to a place where I'm like, this is no longer what I want. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with this. And I just feel like I had a switch within myself. It was like, you know what? I'm like, I, I'm so much more embodied in who I am now. And that need for a quick fix is no longer there. That impulse, quick fuck. So I'm just like, I, I changed my intention behind speaking to women. And that was seeking something more. 
Um, so I've been on a few dates here and there. I've uh, been on a couple chick, a uh, couple dates with this one chick. Probably see her again. Like you said, just go with, mm. go with it. Like don't, I don't want to put any pressure on it. Like I'm very, very selective. I actually heard something really interesting on this topic. I was catching up with Zach, and he bring his sister's new boyfriend. Mm. And he was like a really cool dude. And he has, he's actually getting into the personal development journey as well and he's starting his own podcast and he wants to help he wants to help oh, but I'm, is it solo uh, i don't know if, i think it might be solo yeah and he wants to help men and stuff and you know he had a rough past and all that anyway like we, this sort of topic came up and he's like oh you're gonna like you're gonna see this chick the third time and i'm like yeah probably and he goes he's like you, you want to know well like this, this guy's 20 25 mind you no he's not who zach no zach's girlfriend's oh, father yeah 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 Anyway, and, and he goes, you know what I've noticed with all the most successful relationships? It's like they were all friends first. And I'm like, and then you like explain more and he goes, they didn't fuck straight away. And he goes, most relationships jump straight into sex mm. and then they use that as the glue of the relationship. Mm. And like he hasn't even slept with... Zach's sister like and they've been together I don't know how long they've been together but he's like I just like I don't I don't want that to be the thing that sticks us together like I want us to know oh you're talking to him directly no he's saying this to me yeah and then he yeah I was talking to him directly yeah and he's like I just I want the relationship between us I want to make sure that it's right before I decide to to Mm. plant the seed (laughs) and I was like you know what I fucking respect that a lot Mm. Like, to be able to resist urges and impulses and just look past what we all want mm. at the end of the day and then just look for something deeper and be able to stop yourself, it's like, respect. Mm. And then I, like, thought about it and I'm like, I don't actually mind that, eh? Because mm. it's like... Because uh, I was saying that I always know straight away after I sleep with a chick if I'm interested in her or not. Because, like, as soon as I plant the seed, I'm like, like, it's just like this switch that I either know or I don't. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, maybe it's because I'm just, like, rushing into that straight away and then, like, seeing everything that I, like, I'm just having that conversation for the, for that one thing. Mm. I was like, you know what? I like it. And then just, like, hold off on things and just take things slow and, Yeah. Because when you can come from a place like you don't need it, even though you fucking deeply want it, mm. you can still want the fuck out of it. But it's like, why rush into that? Mm. I think the thing that's really cool takeaway, like with your with your experience of like, yeah, sex is the entry for me to get more clarity. So therefore there's going to be, a, of course, naturally there's going to be more urgency or mm. uh, weight placed on the act of sex. Mm. So you, then you can decide. Mm. Whereas like you can... You can also decide before. Mm. I think that's like the sort of reframe that yeah. I'm starting to like feel. Yeah, and at the same time, like in a way, I've already sort of stepped into that. Mm. I've already started understanding what I want more than just sex. So it's like I'm not rushing into that anymore. But it's like, why not just wait like a little bit longer? Mm. I'm like, you know what? I like that. Mm. So something to take away from it. Yeah. So yeah, no, like relationships are good, man. It's um, it is nice to just to like have someone to talk to if you need it mm. and have that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, but 
have that connection, have mm. that relationship. Man, I don't know about you, but for so long, and it still is, relationships are scary. They're like, because again, it's like such, again, like the male and female dynamic, like they're so, like it's not just like a one fit stays like that. You're constantly rearranging pieces and yeah, it's, it's, it's always in motion. You're always like, yeah. But I think that's why it's so valuable to... Oh, you know what? Like I, I have to fucking talk about this because I, I heard something so incredible. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I saw a reel and I saw it really briefly. And the last thing that I saw was her just saying, everything that we're being taught right now is to prepare for divorce. <laughs> right? Like... In the relationship game, right? I got you. like the the mass yeah, information. Right? That's so it's like this, 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 and this is to prepare for the divorce. Like you're preparing for the worst. You're not going into the relationship with the idea of like this is going to be forever. Not in an abundant, like abundant mindset. Right, right, right. We're coming in with the like, you know, like the male shouldn't love the female more because if the male shows weakness, then she's going to sense that weakness and then not oh, be interested dude. in him anymore. And then it's like, like really, like is that really the approach that we're going for? Like we're that insecure about ourselves and that insecure about our emotions and sharing that with a female that it's like they're going to leave us. It's like don't sh don't show love to your partner. Don't don't show love, and then but then you go, like look at Tom and Dim's relationship. It's got nothing to do with your ability to express love for each other and have the deepest love for each other. It's like everything else. The love part is its own fucking thing. So when someone's like, don't don't love your partner more than you do, it's like that's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. Because you're capping your love. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna play hard to get for my entire life to my wife. Like I'm just gonna act like act masculine and like act tough. It's like it's got it's got nothing to do with that. When you like look into the like the divine masculinity, it's like a man on his purpose will pursue his purpose through thick like through anything. Like that is his priority. Mm. And then his partner will probably come second to that and that's just the reality. Mm. While still being able to wholeheartedly love yeah. everything and anything around yeah. him. And so it's like, it's got nothing to do with like love her less. It's like, she's a part of your journey. It's going to help you succeed in your purpose. So mm. you should get like, make her fucking stick around and do everything that you can to stick her around. But that doesn't mean being needy. Like, oh my God, like don't do this baby. It's like, no, like I want you for this fucking journey. Are you coming with me or not? Like that's the most masculine thing you can do. Cause like, I will give you everything I fucking, I have to you. Like, I will give you everything through love. And, like, I want you to come along with me and I'll fucking love you to the deepest depths of this earth. But, like, I've got a mission to do. Mm. And, like, you you can't stop me from doing this mission. Like, that is the role. It's not like, no, like, keep, like, treat them moon, keep them keen. Like, just, like, not reply to them for a day or, you know, like, just put your phone away when they message you so you're not replying to them. It's like, that's just fucking childish boy trauma. We're talking about, we're in the, we're in the, we're talking about an area where we're loving a human being, which means that you can't love someone by the book. That, that, that that's not that's not how nature has designed no. designed it. No. But like that's legitimately and like, like those words like preparing for divorce. It, it stuck with me so much because like that is so true. It's so true. It's so true. We're like just doing everything we can 
so that if she does decide to leave us or she does decide to go fuck someone else, you're stuck in your masculine role and you won't care anymore. It's like, bro, you're going to fucking bore your eyes out whether you like it or not. Mm. Like, when you love a girl, when you love a woman, like, end of story, bro. Stop trying to... Oh. Like no, oh, this is important, man, because I think this is a very prevalent thing that a lot of people are experiencing in relationships. Like not uh, not understanding that there's like real, true human emotions that you're experiencing, and by default, you avoiding what you're feeling. You're not allowing yeah. the love in. Yeah, of course, you're gonna be bitter and yeah. and angsty yeah. towards yeah. towards who who's in front. Yeah, of you. you got no ability to receive it. Like legitimately, all this fun relationship advice that's coming out from most of these masculine and we've we've been in that we've world been too. part of a hundred percent i've been through that journey and like i've been down that path i've been down the fuck boy how path. did it feel as well it, ne- I it never it felt, never felt truly and look i learned some like great things right because there is parts of it that are like don't be a needy guy like be way more direct with your, your communication mm. lead right core principles that yep. are required in a relationship so I don't like fault it at all, right? Mm. I shouldn't say fault it. I just like I don't regret it at all. Mm. There's just like a part that's like, bruh, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like I went through the fuckboy stage. Like that ain't it. Mm. It fucking ain't it. It's like, oh, you're with your partner. You're like, nah, just just like ignore her. I'm like what? She's like, oh, she's been like needy. Just like ignore her. It's like <laughs> dumbest fucking shit I've ever fucking. Yeah, you know that uh, that audio book you put me on quite a while ago, uh, the masculine in in the relationship. Yes. Uh, what's yeah? yeah. Can't, can't remember the name of the author. It's like a very very unique name, but I've been listening to it recently. Yeah, and that like one thing that stuck to me is that uh, a man or woman in a relationship will be unable to follow if the other person isn't willing to to lead or who doesn't want to lead. Yeah. And if no one's leading, then no one's following anything and no one's really going anywhere. Mm. There's no like grand yeah. vision for that relationship. Yeah. So Stagnancy. it's like choose your rules. It's like a decision at the start of it. And because mm. everyone has their own personalities, everyone has their own way of living. It's like, if you want to be the boy that doesn't lead and doesn't want to take on the masculine role, you have to be the feminine role. Mm. And then she has to be the masculine role, but she has to want to do that. And that's where it's like, this whole thing is like, yeah. you know, it gets... Because it's like women think they want to do it, but then they don't want to do it. And then the men are like, they start feeling all this shit, right? All this masculine embodiment coach shit is coming from childhood insecurities. Are you referring to the things that setting up people like, to, yeah, for divorce? to to fail? Because they're like insecurities, mm-hmm. right? Fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of loss, like all these things. Just like be the tough, logical dude that doesn't get affected by emotion. Mm. It's like, yes, there's a time and place for that. <laughs> Yes, you need to be able to embody that. But it's like when you live the relationship off of those core principles, like it's not healthy. It's mm. actually toxic as fuck. One thing, one caveat that doesn't get as mentioned as much when it comes to this male-female dynamic in relationships and something that was echoed in the audiobook is that it actually doesn't matter if the male is constantly in his masculine or not. It just means that both, both male and female can oscillate between masculine and feminine mm. it's just like it there's just like a flow mm. and a bit more of a balance that is constantly fluctuating yeah i i always looked at it like in the relationship itself it has to be 80 20 
like someone has to be in the masculine 80 and that someone has to be like and then like someone has to be in their feminine 80 and their masculine 20 and then like it has to be one has to be the lead okay and one has to be the follower like this is just from all the things that i've read and i've sort of put together myself but then it's like within your own time is completely different like a man to be able to fully embody his masculine needs to be fully embodied in his feminine because without the qualities of both and you can have neither mm. and that's where like a lot of guys are misunderstanding what the whole thing fucking like there's such a difference between masculine and like the divine masculine and this is like why i stopped posting about the i stopped posting the word masculine really like i say it here and there in the rare odd occasion but it's like divine masculinity has got nothing to do with the word mm. it is you becoming like fully aware of yourself fully confident and grounded within who you are and then being able to lead from a place of strength mm. and love and, and purpose like that's all it is it's not like i'm masculine and i'm this you yeah. just become the person that is embodied in his masculine like you don't try and become masculine you have to do the work to become embodied in that shit mm. so it's like all these guys like trying to be masculine it's just, it's just gross mm. <laughs> but like hey i'll i'll full transparency like i was that guy once mm, i mean like yeah you do have to go through a process of trying yeah yeah and like you know what there's a part of it it's like i kind of get it because it's there's a part of it that's needed like mm. there's, there's a lot of strength that's needed in today's society so it's like cool try it if you've got to yeah. but as you evolve like make sure you evolve because if you come like if you keep going down that path of like i don't fucking need anyone like this relationship's like just because i want it like this is how it is then like you head back down the toxic path mm. <laughs> real quickly yeah I, I used to wrap a bow on that it's just like always coming back to that place of integrating both sides but all sides yeah but mm. stop looking at it as like masculine feminine yeah i know there's no guys there's no rule book there's no manual it's just yin and yang just fucking it is what it is and it'll work out like work on that shit but stop using it as some form of a scapegoat because <laughs> mm. it's like explain to me what the masculine is you can't you can't because it's like you just can't like mm. you could if you really went down but it's like off the top of your head it's like oh, oh. i could i could definitely attempt it yeah but I, but then there's so many like paths that you can go down and then you've got like dark masculine and you've got white masculine and then you've got divine masculinity you've got toxic masculinity there's so many different avenues and i go back to the to the question of like try explain love to me yeah because i've tried many times yeah, yeah. and i fumble every time yeah, yeah. but it's just it's one uh, of those unexplainable things so it's almost like let's stop giving it an like a, a name in a mm. way it's helpful to to have a label because it makes it easier to discuss and talk about it's needed yeah but in the grand scheme of things this is something to experience not to solve yeah like at the end of the day yeah you gotta experience that shit bro you gotta experience yourself on a stage where there's thousands of eyes on you and you gotta sing a song you gotta put yourself up there for an event you gotta do all these things right put yourself out there in the middle of the street and make yourself feel uncomfortable in front of people i thought you were about to foresee something oh yeah i was like wait hold on what have you not told me whoa (laughs) nah not yet one day singing on stage one day when the balance when the when the business things can just like i can take a little step back and have a bit more time then i'll get back into singing yeah Yeah. can i can i share like a really cool lesson that i learned of course you can mate i'll share with you 
So I was at Maisie's place, brushing my teeth. Oh, she's been named on the podcast. <laughs> Maisie, the shout out. <laughs> no, so I was at Maisie's place and we're brushing our teeth in a bathroom and there was a house plane in the corner. Oh my God, you guys are brushing teeth together already. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Emma this. You got the floss like... I was telling Emma this and um, she must have misheard me and she was like, you were brushing her teeth? Like what kind of relationship is this? I was like, no, she was brushing my teeth. Um, but we were brushing our teeth in her bathroom and she had a house plant in the corner and I was just minding my own business. Next thing you know, she has her two hands on the plant and she's strangling it, like rocking it back to forth. And I was like, oh, what have I got myself into? <laughs> like... <laughs> Bro, she like either she's like a bit cuckoo or she enjoys murdering plants. But then I like obviously asked her like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "When you gently, gently shake a plant, it mimics the the effect of wind in in its natural environment, and it actually stimulates strength in the roots. Like the roots grab onto the soil a lot more." Mm. And she was saying that it evokes this traumatic experience, but it actually serves the plant and helps the plant grow. And then immediately my fucking logical analytical brain just like content, <laughs> content piece right here. This is going in the email newsletter. And um, I wrote that email last night, but I was like, that's such a great analogy for life. Mm. Like the traumatic experiences that we all go through, the stress, the adversity, the pain that we all experience is an essential part of life. Mm. But also the point is that we may not be seeing the strength that is occurring in front of our very eyes. It, it's just under the mm. underneath the surface. And I'm like, I like Damn. that. That's that's good. Damn, that's good. Yeah, got to brush my teeth more at her place. Mm. It kind of makes me think of an ice bath, and when when you're in the ice bath, if you stay completely still, you build like a little layer of warmth around you. Mm. So so when you're like you've experienced pain, you be you begin to become comfortable within that pain, and then if you decide to shake it up again, you'll get cold, but then you build more resilience. So. I like it. Yeah, it's like you got to go through that period of embracing the pain, which also means slowing down and really getting into what you're truly experiencing in that moment. Mm. And then it... It becomes comfortable. Comes, yeah, yeah, sort of. It sort of becomes comfortable. Mm. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. But yeah. then you want to shake it up again. You want to... Mm. Yeah. But then it goes back to the point of like, you're not there to get comfortable. Nah, you Yeah. Not in an ice bath, that's for sure. <laughs> but then I, I guess like the, it shows you just how adaptable we are. Mm. <laughs> Any other pieces of wisdom? Any you other pieces me? of wisdom? Yeah, fuck it. I've wanted to talk about this because this is this is where my head's at. And if you really want to, if you really want to succeed in life, this is what you want to do. You want to wake up every fucking morning and you want to be completely confident within yourself and tell you you're a fucking king because that's what I've been doing the last, I don't know, two weeks. Every time I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, you fucking got this, bro. Like, I'm really reaffirming to myself that I fucking got this shit. And I've been just walking through every day with confidence. Like, I'm starting starting to just listen to music that, like, hypes me up during the day. Like, like let's fucking go, you know. Like, And then, honestly, it feels like I've got, like, a bit of swagger going about me at the moment. Like, I'm just like... Feeling, feeling good, like back standing up a little bit more, you know, just getting into that zone. And and I know that there is a little bit of like, oh, okay, this is new. You know, that's like a little bit uncomfortable being in this position of like, yeah, I'm confident as fuck because I'm stretching the fuck out of myself sim simultaneously. Like I'm throwing my off out there, which is like 
stretchy as fuck, right? Mm. And then you, you have those moments of like, oh, should I be doing this? Like it, it kicks in like, oh, nobody's going to get this off. And it's like, snap that shit out of your mind and get back into that confident state and just fall on it. And keep focusing on those things that you're looking forward to. Keep focusing on the things that are in front of you, not the things that might not work. It's like, how, how am I going to create this? How am I going to make this work? Look, this is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. If it doesn't get humbled, move on, do it again. You're just like, because you, you're going to constantly be getting setbacks in life, constantly getting setbacks in life. And you're just going to be like, fuck, right? But then it's like, you could just let that affect you or you can decide to be like, shake it off and like, let's go. Let's go. I think as I'm speaking this out, it, 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 you sort of think, I think we've all just been told this lie that we have to feel insecurities and weakness when it's like you don't have to. Yeah. Like you don't like I, I feel like it's it's good in a way. Maybe I've just experienced so much of that stretch that I have built confidence now. It's like it's undeniable proof that I am who I say I am. Yeah. I think Amosi says something like that, right? Like stack the undeniable proof and you will build confidence. You don't act confident. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like I've been at, man. Like just consistent work, consistent honoring my word, consistent doing all the things that are uncomfortable. And then it's like also just reaffirming to myself. They're like, fuck, come on, bro. You got this. Yeah. Like, you got this. Whenever there's a moment of weakness, it's like harden the fuck up, bro. Like there is a little bit of like negative self-talk towards me. Not in a shaming way though. It's like, come on, bitch. Like, what are you doing? Like, let's go. Yeah. And I think like that, there's this guy, I'm sure you've seen Andy Elliott, the bold guy on Instagram, official Andy Elliott. You haven't seen him? He's fucking ruthless, bro. He's a sales guy. Anyway, he's like, he's blowing up over... He's Wait, is he in the fucking, like, hot, like tight-ass pants in the... Yeah, he's buff-ass. And he's, like, car sales or something like well, that? Well, he was car sales, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, but he's just, like, a straight <laughs> fucking shooter. Yeah. And I can just, like, I can relate to everything because it's, like, I'm actually... And this is what I was saying to you, saying to you earlier, yeah. bro. Like, I, I'm stepping into that savage. Because that's who I am, man. Like, mm. straight up, that's who I am. But with the most love and empathy. Like, being savage and pulling you up on your shit is, like, the most honourable thing someone can do. Mm. And then this guy, dude, he's just fucking savage as fuck, right? He, he's literally just like he'll have people at this thing, and he's talking it. And he said something like, um, <laughs> so he was like, you know, when you're running 15 miles and like you want to give up, and it's like, don't listen to that voice, like don't listen to that negative. And some guys like, fuck, I run too. And like, he's like, get the fuck up here, and like pulls him straight up, bro. He's like, you don't want that fucking talk, bro. Like we don't want that fucking talk. Like similar, like Goggin style, right? But I'm just like. There's like a method to that, which is so important. It doesn't need to be so full on, but it's like just back yourself every fucking moment and just trust it. Mm. Like just go. Just fucking go at it, bro. Stop giving this negative self-talk a moment. Like as soon as it comes up, listen to it and then squash it Mm. and then move on. Because it's like it's all just bullshit that we're making up. It's all just like the shit that's happened in childhood where we got bullied or whatever. And it's like, no, you're you're not good enough. Brother, you are fucking good enough. Mm. You are good enough to do this shit. You just got to believe it yourself. And when you can believe it yourself, you'll radiate to that energy. You'll bring that shit up and everything will start working for you anyway. Go to the fucking gym. Get your body in shape. Feel that confidence. Go start your business. Eat shit. You'll build confidence. Do Go get into a relationship. Eat shit. Feel scared. All that sort of shit. Build confidence. And then your life will just fucking blossom. Anyway, I've just been feeling super confident. So, like, I just, like, that felt good to express. I know, man. You, you got uh, And, like, it. I'm just going to keep living it like this, bro. Like, whenever shit gets tough, it's like, brother, just, like, fucking s- just tough it out. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's nothing. And then go back to Mike. He's like, he was in the in the wilderness for 60 fucking days. Mm. You know what his mindset was? It's, it'll all be good. <laughs> 60 fucking days by himself, barely eating. Had every fucking reason to lose his mind, and he's just like, "All good, bro. I got this. I'll be back. I'll be back in no time." 
What were you going to say? Yeah, no, so on, on that, when you did ask that question to Mike, where you're like, did you ever feel alone? Did you ever feel scared? He was like, no. Yeah. It was almost like, yeah. wait, what are you talking wait, about? just like, nah. He was like, no, because I am so connected to this in, this future vision that I am going to be good. I'm going to be on the couch with my family. We're going to be enjoying our time together. Like, it's all going to work itself out. Yeah, yeah. So, but because I see, it was just like, no. It was like, bang, no. Didn't give it any time. No hesitation. No hesitation. Didn't give any entertainment to it, right? So, it's like, whenever you hear that voice, squash it. Fucking squash it. I also think that's really important that you mention all of that because when it is time to perform, metaphorically get on the mat or get on the stage, I'm sorry, brother, but there's no time for an ounce of fucking timidity or hesitation or, or fear. You've got a job to do and yeah. you've got to do it. Yeah. Get up there and fucking do it. Mm. Feel it. Listen to it. Tune into it and then just get to work. Mm. Yep. We love it. Mm. We love it. What else you got for me? Anything else? Anything else? Fuck. Um, have you got anything for the listeners? I feel like there's something that needs to come out from your mouth. What's scaring me next? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm clipping that for sure. <laughs> clipping that. Oh, oh. What's... What <laughs> So what's the next big thing that scares you right now? Wait, what the fuck? This is meant to be your wisdom. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to answer it myself. What's the next big thing that scares me? I've been fucking around with this mic quite a bit. Um, the next big thing that scares me? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to carry the box? Uh, I throw my offer out there again and then feeling that level of scarcity when nobody wants to buy in. And also you've thrown it out, but that's not... That's that's not even that's hard the anymore. bare minimum. That's not it. Like, that's not even. Yeah, like I had the incident today where I threw it out to someone else, mm. and that was like overcoming that fear and just fucking doing it. Yeah. So just like, yeah, that. What's more scarier, throwing out your offer to someone that you haven't? I guess that's a like a coldish lead, or approaching a pretty girl on the street who who also is a coldish lead. Approaching a girl on the street. But actually making me think of that, that's like the scariest thing coming up for me is like going on a third date with someone. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> what does a third date represent for you? I don't know. Just like if you've seen someone twice, then you're going to catch up with them a third time. You're like, you're pretty much interested in them. Mm. And it's like, we've, we've seen each other like three times. Are I know it doesn't interested? need to. I don't, I don't know what needs. I, I, ugh. See, I can't even see. Yeah, he's he's in. He's, I'm he's starting. Dated. I'm starting. 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 Fuck. I can't even speak. I feel like, yeah, it's like you're interested in spending time with someone. So if you're seeing them a third time, it must mean you are interested in them. But then it's like, what does that mean? I guess that's the unknown for me is the fear. Have you asked yourself or has anyone asked you? I'm going to ask you the question. Are you interested in them? Well, yeah, I wouldn't be seeing her a third time if I wasn't. Yeah, and irregardless of it's a third date, it's only been a week or two, are you feeling some type of way towards them? Right now? No. Okay. Yeah. But there's enough interest for you yeah. to pursue something, yeah. you know, to explore something. Oh, I mean, like, I like her. Like, I think she's a great chick. She's got a lot of good morals and love her energy and she has, like, a great vision for the future. So mm. I'm attracted to a lot of things about her. Yeah. 
Something I'll share that I've learned recently is like just relationships in general. I used to always think that you'll know when you know, like sparks will, like initially sparks will fly and then you'll be like, oh, that's the one. But then that became unresourceful for me because if I didn't feel, if I didn't feel that at the start, it meant that, oh, okay, it's still recording. Yeah. What was I going to say? I'll gather my thoughts. So I'd say in recent times or previously when I was dating, I had this belief that when you know it's right, you'll know, which means like initially when sparks fly and the, the connection is strong at the start, that's, that's the person, pursue that. But then I found myself waiting for that to happen or when it did, I was like, oh, that's it. And then, and then it created all this like future projection, future pacing and me like, oh no, this is like, mm. it's moving too quick, mm. da, da, da. And not allowing you the space to go on those like three, four, five dates yeah. and for you to really decide if, if it's something worth pursuing. Mm. Any thoughts on that? How do you, how do you, how do you just, dis- I'm bro, I'm like very grounded about it all, mm. right? Like obviously you have a few thoughts like, oh, you know, but like. But I'm interested to hear the idea of like, because it's the third date now, you're interested in them. Because there's a lot of societal- It's got nothing to do with the third date. Yeah, well, that's it's just the fact that I'm like seeing her again. Well, in your own personal experience, how often- oh, I haven't been on a third date in well, fucking like three, four years. Right, well, there you go. Yeah. So it's like a bit new yeah. for you. Oh, actually, no, there has been one other chick, but that was like, once again, it's different intentions. Yeah. Like yeah, it was yeah. just to- get her into bed mm. at the end of the day where i'm getting at is I, f- I feel like it's an interesting conversation with the societal norm of like if you're seeing them after the third fourth fifth date or or on the flip side oh you've only been seeing them for like two three weeks you're moving so quickly or like at what at what point does that person's right for you meet a criteria is it like after three months six whenever months? it's fucking right well that's bro. what i'm saying yeah I'm actually going to propose to her on the third day. Well, that's what I'm... Yeah, yeah you should, she's man. she's the one, man. Like like, like you said, there's yeah. like... You're not fully invested in her yet. Yeah, so... So fucking get propose, on the knee. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> no, you're right, man. Like, there's no timeline. There is no timeline. There's mm. no rush. And I'm just like... I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah. So go on that 10th date and then come back and then we can make a decision. Are we making it together? Yeah. Or? Oh, okay. Duh. Duh. We're going to buy the ring together yeah, yeah, for this her. Is the, this is your part of the family. Well, when are you getting married to Maisie then? Oh, oh sorry. That's probably a bit too soon. <laughs> nah, maybe six weeks and we'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice. Nice. Got to take her off the market, you know. <laughs> Stop getting giddy, bro. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's a wrap. Right. 59 big ones. Much love, team. We'll speak to you soon. Ciao. Say goodbye. Bye.